Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Recently, in a talk with David Bowman, Aunt Mary had commented on the wonderful way happiness accumulates, gathering to itself with each person touched by it. A thoughtful, considerate action enriches the originator as well as the receiver, who in turn is encouraged to repay in kind. But, unfortunately, the opposite is also true. The power of evil, of hatred, is strong, too. It, too, accumulates, tainting or poisoning each person it touches. This had been revealed clearly in the tragedy which had overcome Mario and Carla Descari. They had been a happy, loving couple until Ben Calvert deliberately set into motion a scheme by which he hoped to destroy his former son-in-law, Bill Meade. Now, one of the victims of Ben's plot was recovering from her injuries in the Little Wakefield Hospital, Carla Descari while her husband, Mario, had disappeared. But this afternoon, sitting at the desk in his office, Ben Calvert is secretly fuming. For Aunt Mary Lane, unwittingly working against him, had altered the progression of his carefully laid plan. Now, Ben's expression is far from cheerful as Jesse, his wife, stops in to see him. Good afternoon, Ben. Hello, Jesse. What are you doing down here? Well, that's hardly an enthusiastic reception, darling. I thought men liked their wives to drop in on them occasionally. You know, to relieve the tedium of a long afternoon. My afternoons are too busy to be tedious. Well, you don't look very busy at present. Jesse, occasionally a man stops to think. Indeed. You still haven't told me why you came. Well, I've been shopping and I ran out of money. So I came in to have Alice cash a check for me. What's wrong with the bank? It's just too much trouble. Besides, David Bowman always gives me that kind, patient smile of his. As if he's doing me a favor to let me do business there at all. Annoys me. Don't let David bother you, Jesse. He's a fraud. He assumes that holier-than-thou expression just to cover up the fact that he's afraid of his own shadow. Well, I suppose so. Oh, goodness, I'm exhausted. You find it tiring, do you, getting rid of my hard-earned money as fast as I can make it? Eh? Oh, Ben. For a woman who always had to watch her pennies, Jesse, you certainly adapted yourself very quickly to a higher standard of living. Yes. Didn't I, though? Would you like me to tell you why? Why? Because, Ben, I had so many years to make up for. I feel I have it coming to me. If you'd marry me sooner, if you... Oh, let's not go through that again at this late date. <laughs> Very well, then. But if you want an explanation, there it is. By the way, I ran into Mrs. Swanson at the bakery. She gave me some rather interesting news. Jesse, I haven't time to sit here and listen to the local gossip. I have work to do. This ought to interest you. About the Discarry case. Well, what about it? It seems Carla Discarry finally explained what happened. It was Mario who hurt her and not... Good heavens, Jesse. The whole story was in the paper yesterday. Was it? Well, it just so happens I didn't read the Sentinel yesterday, so it was all news to me. But I'm rather surprised you didn't mention it, then. Why should I? Not our affair. No, but I thought you'd taken quite a fancy to Mario Descari. Remember last summer you often used to have him in for a glass of beer and so on? I think you'd be interested in what happened to him. I am, in a casual way. But the matter's hardly one of burning concern to me. Besides, your son-in-law was mixed up in it, too. And where Bill's concerned, you always seem to prick up your ears. Bill's not my son-in-law. Well, former son-in-law. From your standpoint, I expect the outcome's probably quite a disappointment. 
What do you mean by that? Feeling the way you do about Bill, you probably wish he'd done it instead of Mario. That's what everybody was saying, you know, that Bill did it. And there was a lot of resentment against him around town. Now, of course, his stock will go up again. I don't see why it should. Well, because Mrs. Disgary cleared him completely. She told the sheriff that Bill had nothing whatsoever to do with the row that she and Mario had. That's nonsense. Whether he actually had a hand in the quarrel itself when she got hurt, that doesn't mean he's guiltless. After all, if Bill hadn't been after Mario's wife, the whole thing wouldn't have happened. Mm, I suppose so. If Bill was really flirting with a Disgary girl. Why do you say if, Jesse? It's an established fact. Everybody in town stalked of nothing else for months. Yes, I know. And yet it seems to me there's something funny about that story. Somehow it doesn't ring true. I don't see why not. Well, in the first place, Bill and Peggy Douglas had their wedding plans all made. What's that got to do with it? Don't be so naive, Jesse. I thought you considered yourself a sophisticated woman. I believe I am. In my own quiet way. Then you ought to know enough about men to realize it wouldn't be the first time a man played along with two girls at the same time. Well, some men, yes. But I honestly don't think that Bill Mead's capable of that sort of underhandedness. Whether you do or not, Jesse, it's a fact. The way I see it, he's lucky Mario Descari didn't give him a going over instead of taking it out on his wife. You see, Ben? That's what I mean. You're so vindictive where Bill's concerned. It amounts to an absolute obsession. Oh, why do you have to dramatize everything? Obsession, my eye. I have excellent reasons for disliking Bill Mead after the runaround he gave my daughter. Ben, you don't really believe it was all on Bill's side, considering Kit's behavior. I'm amazed at you. The fact remains, Bill was responsible for deliberately coming between Mario Descari and his wife. He broke up their home. Now it looks as if he's going to get off scot-free. Naturally, I'm shocked. Any decent person would be. Mm, my, such high moral indignation all of a sudden. I've always felt, Jesse, for a man to pose as a friend of the family, worm himself in under the cover of being the husband's pal, and then to break up the home, well, nothing could be more despicable in my eyes. <laughs> really, Ben, you amuse me. It's a fine thing to say when I express my respect for honor and decency. You're so inconsistent, Jesse. One minute you pretend to be a wide-eyed schoolgirl. The next year as cynical as a... a... Suppose you say, as a woman who's known you a good many years, Ben. That's one of the best recipes I know for cynicism. Are you implying I've destroyed your ideals? I have an excellent memory, Ben. And your past is not what I'd call Snow White. I've never been guilty of breaking up another man's home. You're much too cautious to do anything like that openly. But your first marriage wasn't distinguished by the loving treatment you gave your wife, Ben. As I recall it, when I first met you, you didn't worry too much about my morals. I don't pretend I did. All I'm saying is that if anyone's inconsistent, it's you. Oh, all this palaver's nonsense. Just what are you trying to say, Jesse? What are you trying to get at? Oh, nothing much. Just trying to give you a little perspective. I hate to say you kid yourself. <laughs> or maybe, Ben, I'm just testing you out to see how you'd react if someone tried to break up your happy home. <laughs> That's what I call looking for trouble, Jesse. You think it's so unlikely that another man might be attracted to me? No, no, by no means. But, my dear, I know your weakness. You've got a very feline love of comfort. And now that you've found a nice soft cushion in front of the fire, 
You have better sense than to risk losing it. Don't be too sure of yourself, Ben. No, Jesse. I think you're too smart to run that risk. That's why, so far as your loyalty is concerned, I haven't the slightest misgiving. How nice, Ben. I'm delighted to hear it. There was a strange, secret little smile on Jessie's lips as she regarded Ben's complacent face through her lashes. He was so sure of himself, she was thinking. So terribly sure. And the worst of it is, he's right. As things stand, I do have to stick with him. And to make things worse, I've still got Kit to contend with when she comes out of that sanitarium. But Brett Cameron said he knew a way out of all this. He said he could show me how to hang on to the security I get from Ben and... and have him, too. I wonder what Brett meant by that. Yes, Ben, perhaps you're mistaken in assuming you have nothing to fear. You forget that Brett Cameron has returned to Wakefield. You don't know that he's renewed his relationship with your wife. Brett believes in living by his wits. He wants money but he prefers to acquire it without working. Your wealth represents a very desirable objective to him. And Ben, so does your attractive wife. He has a plan of gaining possession, a plan the nature of which he's only hinted to Jesse. If Jesse were to accept Brett's proposal, Ben, you might find yourself in the position of being the hunted instead of the pursuer. <laughs> 